Hey, welcome back everybody to the pregame lobby. We're back with you. Uh, Wade's here. I'm here. What's up, guys? And uh, guys, we we did it. We we played the campaign. Came out yesterday. MW two. Yesterday at one o'clock, and by I want to say nine o'clock, we had completed the campaign. It was yeah. a long one. It was a doozy. It was a. It was only a doozy because of the one big thing that both of you, both of us, oh, yeah. have experienced in this game so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. And that is the amount of times that we died. Yep. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> absurd. Yeah, we hopped in. We were, we didn't usually in Call of Duty campaigns they hop hop into some sort of firing range like target practice. Yep. Hop in. Yeah. Go through as fast as you can, and then they put a difficulty assigned based on your time. This one, however, was just like, nah, we'll let you choose. Yep. We'll let you pick your poison and hop in. So we thankfully didn't go super, super high difficulty. We stayed on regular. And we hop into the first mission. And Ryan started a little bit before me. <laughs> and he had died like three or four times before I had even hopped in. And I was like, oh, boy, let's let's go. So I hop in. First guy I see double taps me to my forehead. <laughs> And I was like, okay, we're in for this. We yeah. are in for this. It was not an easy, like, run-throughable campaign. No. And some of it is, like, based on what you do first. Yep. will only will trigger the next event. Absolutely. So, like, speedruns, I think are going to be a little bit difficult for some people. Yeah. Just because of the amount of time it takes to, like, let things unfold. Yeah. Um, Either that or they're going to find skips. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to find skips that Who are knows skips. Of the game, yeah. I I think at one point, Ryan and I had been on the same mission for probably forty five minutes. <laughs> oh, big bang! And we'll get into that mission later for sure. But at one point, I looked. I didn't look at him because I'm not. I wasn't with him. But I <laughs> I just thought to myself, <laughs> what What would this look like in a speed run? And then Ryan, I I vo vocalized that to Ryan. He's like, Yeah, they can't speed run this. There's no <laughs> way. But Eventually, somebody's going to find a way to do it, and I can't wait to watch it because it's going to be immaculate. Oh, it'll be. You literally will have to know where every enemy spawns and every, what their route is. Every enemy, every, like, material <laughs> that you have material? to pick up, every, like, everything. Oh, no, I, I fully agree with you. The game, the campaign was great, but it was challenging. I mean, that's, like, the very first thing I noticed is it was a little bit challenging. It wasn't. One of these things where you pick a gun you like and you just start wrecking kids, gun crushing <laughs> buildings and all that. Right. Like you had to check your corners and oh, you had to do a little bit more of like paying attention. If you didn't check your corners, they punished you for it. Big the, time. Big the, time. The enemy AI in this game is the closest to what I think playing against somebody else would feel like. I would probably have to agree. Out of all the campaigns so far, I think that's, that's an accurate statement. I'm afraid to see what veteran looks like. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like tempted to try it. But oh, I'm, also I'm like definitely not gonna go home and try to it like try at it. some point. Because I, we have another week until the actual launch of the multiplayer and, mm -hmm. and all that other fun game modes and whatnot. So I will be trying veteran at some point. I will get antsy and I will try it. So. Oh, I'll, I'm gonna. I might even try it right after we're done here, just to. Yeah just to see what happens on it. But I guess let's jump into it. Um, 
I wrote down a lot of things about this game <laughs> yeah. that I liked, that I disliked. Um, Ryan is definitely more organized than I am. So The biggest thing about this game that I thought I loved was the way this game looks. Yeah. I mean, it is visually appearing. I mean, I'm running a PC, and I have the opportunity for 1440p, and it is just yeah. astonishing. It, like is, the game it is beautiful. looks amazing. The waterfalls, the water. The waterfalls, the mountain scenery. Oh, yeah. Going through Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Las Almas. Yeah, Las Almas. It's beautiful. It's a, the, the environments also felt lived in. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, we're just at this random place. Oh, we're out in the middle of the, the desert somewhere trying to break in somewhere. Yeah. It was an actual it village felt that was very lived in. like lived in. Mm-hmm. And there's civilians galore. Oh, dude. Everywhere. I killed so many of his. That made me restart missions so many times. Yeah. Was killing civilians. Like, yeah. And they were popping out of the same spots that yeah. like enemies were. And, and it's one of those things where they all look pretty similar in how they like presented each area like if you're in mexico the citizens that were in the city that you were in would look very similar to the cartel members very much and i don't know if that was like on purpose on cod's end it might have been it might have been on purpose Um, one of the big differences i think i could see is if they had on like a like a harness of some sort yeah some type of like Like tactical gear yeah like a belt carrier on their chest because that was like the only indicator yeah. Other than that, either that or they would have a bandana on their face. Yeah, that that too. Things that too. like that. But the game looks great underwater. I did notice the deeper you go, the harder it is to see. Yeah, it was, and then when you come to this surface, yeah. it's like it's looking. It's like looking through it. Looking through a, a sheet of water. Yes, exactly. A sheet of water. <laughs> that's a weird way to put it. But yeah, yeah. It, that's what it. That's what it looked like and felt like. And <laughs> one of my favorite things that I did on accident was there's a mission where you have to clear out these docks and I was getting shot because I'm terrible at stealth. Yeah. And I ran and like (laughs) tried to slide into the water and instead I dolphin dove into the water. Like Michael Phelps out here. Oh, Michael Phelps, dude. Full on, like 10 (laughs) out of 10, no splash, nothing, just straight into the water. I was like, bro. I I remember vividly like yelling. I was like, no way, dude, you can do that. It, it, I felt like a little kid. Yeah. Again, it was it was beautiful. But the guns look great. They feel great. They look great yeah. visually. It's um, it's not even just the fact that they look good like physically because they're they're very well put together and they yeah. look like they would look like they would in real life. Yeah, that's one of my that's another one of my big favorites is if anybody knows me in Call of Duty, I love modern Call of Duty. Yep. I'm not a big World War Two. Tired big, of the M1 Grand. And yeah. The, the, the car PPSH 98, like I love those those guns, but I'm like I'm tired of them. I want to see something that's like normal, like yeah. a Glock or an yeah. M19 from the military. Absolutely. So, the visuals were amazing. We can both concur that. Absolutely. If you're playing this on anything that's 4K capable that you can yep. run 2K connection on, it's gonna be visually pleasing. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. And this is noteworthy. We're both playing on PC for this first playthrough of the campaign. True. I might go back and play through on my Xbox just yeah. to see if there's any differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can talk about that on the next podcast. Um, yeah. As I play through on a second playthrough or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, we both played on PC, so it is immaculate on PC. Yeah. yeah. I would, I might just run it again just to run it again, but also 
the storyline, which we'll get into in a little bit later. Um, the first con. I'm going to bring up the first con. All right, go ahead. And uh, the big thing I didn't like, and it was the very first mission, very first thing you do, is you're playing as Ghost, I believe. Yeah. And you are running in a desert valley mission. Yep. And the minute you start running, I felt like one of those green toy soldiers <laughs> yep. on Toy Story. Toy Story. Like, my gun is, like, happily swinging in my arms. Yep. And I feel like it is very cartoony. Um, yeah. And that kind of gets a little more fluid as the game goes on. Uh, they re- release some movement to you, like the dolphin dive in the slide. But right there, that is not the way I wanted the game. No. You, you want to feel like an actual soldier. You don't want to feel like a, a, an actor or somebody who is portraying a soldier. You want to feel like you're a battle-hardened Oh, I've exactly. been through combat. I know how to carry myself in this environment. Exactly. And the start of the the start of the campaign, it's just a very like quick intro thing. So like, it just has you running through this like ravine, and you're overlooking a convoy. Mm-hmm. And it felt good, like visually, it felt good to look at. Oh yeah. And you, whenever you like first load in, you're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And then he starts moving. Yep. And you're like, I hope the rest of this game is not like this. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking when I put that down. And it's not necessarily like, this is make or break. And like, I hate this. And like, I will never play Call of Duty ever again. It's, yeah. I just want people to be aware of. It's it doesn't not, last. It, it doesn't last. Like, if, if that's your first hop in and you're like, okay, I'm done, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. Keep going. Get to the lookout where you're like looking at things and yeah. it, the movement will start to get more fluid. It'll for you. definitely get more fluid. Um, there are also different movement mechanics like from different missions and stuff like you have to guide ghosts through one of the missions mm-hmm. with CCTV cameras. Yeah. So like there, there are different aspects of different missions that are like super cool. Yeah. And Ryan hated one of them. I did. I did. I mean, in terms of character movement, it's great. I think where this game really dropped the ball in terms of feeling like a toy soldier was in some of these ulterior movement styles right. in these missions. Um, some of we the saw Overwatch stuff. Missions. Yeah, we saw AC-130 mission. Like... Almost felt like three missions put in one because it was just so yeah, long. It was so long. But you saw the CCTV cameras. The CCTV from the cameras, ghost yeah. One. They were you in did a, a lot of the, the vehicle one. The vehicles felt good. They felt like you were driving in Warzone. Yeah. Is yep. what the vehicles felt yep. like. Yep. For those of you that have played Warzone, it's you're driving with the right trigger. You're moving around, looking around with the uh, same movement mechanics as if you're walking on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. But. Some of these mechanics felt very not natural. Yeah. Um, I think probably the most natural one for me was the miss one where we had to guide the missile through the valley. Yeah, it felt normal. Which was like right in the first yep. part of the game. Yeah, and then you never saw a mechanic like that again. Yeah, exactly. There was no more like first person guiding like that. You saw a lot of third person and um, yeah. camera of angles and all that. But And for those of you who played the... Modern Warfare, like Modern Warfare 2, original Modern Warfare 2. There was a mission in the in the Spec Ops called Big Brother. 
where one person was in the AC-130 and the other person was in on boots on the ground and they were like guiding each other through the mission. That's exactly what you were doing. Except, exactly, to a T. Except no boots on the ground. You can exactly. only do AC-130. You were giving boots on the ground to NPCs. Yep. Being yeah, it was ghost part of Task Force in, 141. Yeah, it was Task Force 141. Yep. They had gotten Hassan, I believe. Yeah. They found him in a. They found him in a villa. I don't even know. Compound. Yeah, farmland. Some some compound, and then you guide him to the extraction zone. Yeah, but I, I mean, I hated the. I know I hated the one AC one thirty. He hated it, but that was. Wade loved it. I felt really good actually, and a lot of it was. I think Ryan was just shooting willy nilly. I I was a little trigger. (laughs) This man was like, "Oh, it's moving. Kill it!" And I'm just like. Nah, dog. That's that's people. That's that's a farmer. He's just chilling in a field. Like, like I had you to can, actually like zoom in. You can to see zoom who was in. Carrying a gun yeah. and who wasn't carrying a gun? You zoom in, and the guy's gun. carrying a like a sickle. Yeah. And you're like, is that a weapon or not? Yeah. You had to you had to visually clarify with yourself: is that something I need to shoot at? Yeah. Because then the AC-130 is delayed. Yep. So by the time you're done winding up the trigger, you might have a different perspective in Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. And you're like, well, I already sent it. Yep. And Restart. It it really makes you think about the men and women that do this for real. Oh yeah, I mean more power to people that are doing things like UAV and recon. I have, I have and so you much have respect to literally for them. pick who's an enemy and who's not an enemy. Yeah. like that has to be mutually challenging. Absolutely across the board. Absolutely. But those are the those are some of the mechanics that like you don't see in everyday Call of Duty. I mean, we right. saw it in Spec Ops. Yep, of course. Um. And that was years ago. Years ago. Uh, we don't, you know, you don't see stuff like that, except for like Warzone now, you see a lot more of that boots on the ground, people yeah. with high kind of tactics. Yeah, kind of in a helicopter, out of a helicopter, that kind of thing. Um, along with that, like there were, there were missions where like you kept switching back and forth between different character groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened a lot. It did. It did. That's one of the things that I wrote down. Despite the mechanics and despite how much switching you were doing between mechanics, whether you were in AC-130 or you were back to the person on the ground or whatever it was, the story was amazing. Oh, the story was fantastic. Like, absolutely. I will take running like a toy soldier, I guess, for eight hours. <laughs> Even though it wasn't Even though it like wasn't, a toy soldier for eight hours. But have that campaign. Oh, absolutely. Like, at the end of this, we'll get into some of the big, like, spoiler alert type stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely let you guys know ahead of time before we just blurt them out. But the story was amazing. The plot line, the characters that came back from the game that I first started to, like, really get in on at MW2. The first Call of Duty campaign I ever played was MW2. Yeah. So, like, the plot twists and, like, Shepard being the bad guy. Spoiler alert. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't played Modern Warfare, the if original If you haven't played Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2, twos, you probably should stop listening to the podcast right now. Yeah. Go buy it. Go buy it, the original because they remastered that campaign. So go ahead and go buy that and play that because, like, the plot twists and, like, the, the backstabbing and everything that goes on in that mm-hmm. game. The passive-aggressive, like, passive aggressive, we can't like, do that or you can't do that. You're yeah. not authorized kind of thing. You're not authorized. Well, watch me. Yeah. Exactly. It's like those what kind the of things. Heck? Those kind of things were like pushed to the limit in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. 
Very, very much so, but it, it made the story. It made it make so much sense. Yeah. It gave a lot of clarification on like really gray areas that I think people were like hung up on mm-hmm. in the MW2 original campaign. Yeah. Like you see some of the behind the scenes of how Shepard acted. Oh, yeah. And you're like, dude, his actions are justified. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, you see people like uh, Laswell, yeah. where you're like... Kate Laswell, dude. Like, what do a you baller. think? Is she good or is she bad? Right. Like, like do we I trust do, her or do we, do we not her? trust her? <laughs> and it's like, what the heck? Yeah. But yeah, in the sure. end, she's totally trustworthy. In fact... She might be the most trustworthy out of everybody. That high up the command chain. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. She's the one who has the most integrity, at least. Mm, for sure. And... I think you, you see that in the one mission um, where Bryce is talking to Shepard on the, the yep. cam. Yep. In the game. Straight up, dude. <laughs> that was a crazy, like, cut scene. Yeah. I mean, it... Honestly, wh- while I mentioned cut scenes, oh, my gosh. Getting to the end of a mission and being like, okay... It cut into a cutscene, mm-hmm. but didn't feel like it cut into a cutscene. Yeah, it's like, am I still playing? That's how like integrated those cutscenes were, and that's how visually appealing they were. Like the yeah. game, usually when you go into these cutscenes, it would like the old campaigns and stuff would like completely cut to like a like TV almost screen. Yeah, and these ones, it's just like you're you're right alongside your operator as you walk into a cutscene. And it didn't feel like a break from the action. Like, visually, the graphics usually would go down. Oh, yeah. In cutscenes. Like, in cutscenes, they'd go up, and then you go back to the gameplay, and the graphics would go down. That was not the case. No, that is not the case. At all. And so we saw a lot of visuals, like... I'm trying to think of one of the, like, really, really good ones. One of the, one of the moments that kind of stood out to me is you're following a convoy on a, a crazy, like, I don't even know. Where were they? They were Las Almas. Was that, what, that where they were? They were following the black sedan. Yeah, you were trying to catch up to Kate Laswell. You were trying to catch up to Kate Laswell, and, like, you're doing all this stuff, and, like, you just blow up, like, a BTR or something, and you're running up to the, the convoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're running up to the convoy, like, trying to figure out, like, what's going on and, like, what you're going to have to do to, like, get her. Mm-hmm. And it just cuts into the cutscene, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Dude, like I didn't feel like I stopped." Yeah, like I was part of the cutscene the whole time. Yeah, and even the start of that that whole convoy mission, it starts off with a cutscene of you flying in on a helicopter. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're in the helicopter. You're in the helicopter, like from the point of view that yeah. the camera came from. Yeah, and that's your point of view, and then. It's it like, does oh, something erratic to like get you into the mission. Yeah. And that's like absolutely crazy. Yeah. To me. I think that this has a lot for Yeah, a lot of the cutscenes after they were done with like the intro cutscene to the the mission, it felt like it just was like, okay, now you go. Yeah. Like, okay, I gave you all the backstory. You go do the current story so that yeah. we can predict the future story. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very much so. But I love the story. Yeah. Speaking of the story. Let's talk about some of the favorites and least favorites yeah. in terms of missions. Oh, okay, yeah. There's so 16 there's of them. 17. 17. 17 missions, I believe. 
I want to say they're 17. I could be wrong. Either 16 or 17. But at right around, I want to say, 8 or 9, we hopped in on the oil rig. Yeah. That mission was crazy. I did like that mission. I really enjoyed that mission because at one point you're on a cargo ship and none of the cargo containers are attached to anything. Yeah. Yep. And that is one of the most trippy mechanics I've ever seen in a car. And the ship's rocking side to side. The ship is bouncing. Moving side to side. Oh, yeah. And like you can get crushed. Yep. And like I can't tell you how many times I just walked up and like tried to use a crate as cover (laughs) and and like i couldn't because it would shift and kill me yeah and i'm just like oh that's not gonna work i can't just do that or like i'd try to run up and like i'd run out of bullets because in a corner and all of a sudden a crate comes down and smashes you (laughs) you're You're like oh no i'm reloading can't because i'm avoiding i'm trying to do parkour and stuff so eventually what i what i ended up doing was just hopping on top of the crates and like you would get shot from long range then, and mm-hmm. you're just like, what? What am I supposed to do here? And like, a lot of the missions felt really rewarding when you were done with them, yeah, because of how difficult they were. Exactly, they were hard. It was not something where you just slid, dove right around corners and killed everybody and then you moved on. You didn't feel like a super soldier. Yeah, you didn't feel like Steve Rogers coming out of nowhere and yep. What Infinity it wasn't War? recruit. No, it was definitely not recruit. And you could. The crates. Even in like <laughs> older style games, like regular and veteran sometimes felt very, very like basic. It, yeah. There was just so many layers to how you could die. Like they intelligently threw grenades. They bounced them off walls. They threw stuns. They, yeah, the grenades were pretty accurate. I was like, yeah. bro, what? <laughs> You'd pop up with a sni- like a sniper rifle from across the map would see you and you were dead in three seconds. Yep. It's like you actually had to be effective in the way you moved. Yeah. It made it made the speed of Call of Duty really have to be brought back. Because I think a lot of people yeah. that played the campaign also play the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. And when you pace yourself in multiplayer, yep. it is so fast. You have to move fast in the multiplayer or you're going to get killed. Yeah. And whereas in the campaign, they really like wanted that to slow down like a lot. Yeah. And I think... Some people would say that's a con because it would bring an artificial length to the game. Yeah. But for me, it didn't take anything away from it. No. And I one thought of, it was great. One of the reasons why, sometimes in those older games when you died, there would be like a, a screen that comes up and says, oh, this is a quote from some random person. And mm-hmm. then you'd be like, do you want to restart the last checkpoint or do you want to quit or whatever? And it, like, it didn't do that at all. Yeah. It would show the quote for like two seconds mm-hmm. and then you'd be back in the game. Yeah. It wouldn't even give you a prompt. And they're like, the checkpoints I felt like were way more frequent. Yeah. Especially in the things like the AC-130 one that I died a ton in because I hated <laughs> that mission. Yeah. Like, even though I was killing civilians on accident and sometimes I would just pull the trigger just out of frustration from dying so many times. Yeah. Um, it was still very, very current from where I died from. Yeah. Like... Hassan when he's running out the back porch. Yep. I shot him. I didn't know. I thought it was an enemy running out the back door that I was supposed to be covering. And I shot him like twice, I think. Yeah. Thinking that I could like I was supposed to just kill the one guy. Yep. And uh the scene, it cut in to the the quote and it blurred the screen like it usually does in Friendly Fire. And then 
it came back like maybe two dialogue sentences right before that happened again yep. in the game. Absolutely. And so I wasn't waiting. You're not running back through a level all over again. Yeah. Even even whenever you're just like, oh, oh, I just I just did all this. Like, why do I have to do it again? Like, it, it wasn't and very frustrating in that. That when you have to do things again. Yeah. But. What in, was your overall favorite mission? My favorite mission. Um, I really did like the Wetworks type mission the, on the oil rig with the boat and the containers. I right. really did like that. Um, but I think my overall favorite mission, just because I thoroughly enjoy stealth, I'm not claiming to be good at stealth by any right. means. Absolutely. Um, but when you're there with Captain Price and you're just sniping people at the lighthouse Dude. and stuff like that, and he's giving you like the scope ticks to take and all it's, that. It's literally a scout sniper team. It is. Exactly. And it it's the, the same thing as like all gillied up. Yep. Except better. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just, oh, you have to get here and then you shoot this one person, then you're done. Yeah. It's, There's like twelve groups of people you have to kill. Yeah. And it's and it's very to... it's very cool because there's civilians walking around yep. and like yep. It's not just like, oh, we're going to have you kill this one dude and then hightail it out of there. he's going to be the only guy standing there. Yeah, like, hightail it out of there. And at one point, when you're up on like the hill looking into the base before you even get to the lighthouse, like Captain Price asks you to move yeah. so that way you can get two people with one bullet. Yeah. And then he re-re-re-re-finds um, re- yeah, you. He re- yep. And Absolutely. it's just like... It's like this Bro, is this is what people would do in real I'm life. I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a, a sniper right now. I have a dude with a sniper scope <laughs> telling me what my windage and elevation is and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just pulling the trigger on those ticks and I'm getting kills. Yeah. I feel very like this is what people train to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like oh I'm I'm in an arcade and I'm just shooting things. Mm-hmm. But that was my favorite mission probably overall. Yeah. Um. I would, that's one of one of my favorites I would say. Uh, the one that I really, really enjoyed, that I think Ryan hated. Oh God! Don't even say AC one thirty. No, not that one. I think I oh, have a very different even, perspective. Don't say alone. I'm gonna punch I, you. <laughs> I'm gonna take your mic from you if you dare say that. Um, one of my favorite missions, just and again, I'm not claiming to be good at stealth at all. But one of my favorite missions in terms of physical gameplay. And like the new things that it brought to the game would be alone. Shut up, God. To <laughs> <laughs> God, listen to this guy. Yeah. He speaks nothing listen. but like fallacies. I, th- I think why Ryan hates it so much is because it literally, I went and took a dinner break. And by the time I got back, he still hadn't finished the mission. 45 minutes For- later. It's It's one of those things where. It felt a lot like a Splinter Cell game. I haven't played much Splinter Cell, so I'm going to have to... Yeah, so basically you have to stealth your way through the mission. And if you get seen at any point, gotcha. you're going you're gonna to die. And it's just, it's, it is what it is. But I mean, that's, that's very true about Alone. <laughs> yeah, alone so is that way. One of the, the mechanics in Alone, you had just, there was a, a bombshell dropped on you mm-hmm. worth of information in the campaign. Yeah. And... It's one of those things that's it's it's a spoiler, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you're literally fighting for survival. Yep, you just got shot in what would feel like a, a favela sort of area, to where you're walking through the streets. You're 
in courtyard. You're in a it reminded me of system. like if you see like Barcelona on Google. Yeah. It looks like a Barcelona alley or yeah. roadways with like that like brick pattern and those yep. buildings with the small metal balconies. Yep. Absolutely. So you are literally thrust into that environment. Mm-hmm. And this group of I don't even want to know what to call them at this moment, like mercenaries, I guess. Yeah, at that point. I, I guess mercenaries, but like it's a group of military personnel who are highly trained and it's against you in the streets and you're alone. Mm-hmm. And you have comms with one other person. Yep. And it's and Captain Bryce. It's Ghost. Oh, yeah, it's Ghost. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're trying to rendezvous with Ghost in a church. Yep. And he has already made it there. He left you to die. Mm-hmm. And it just feels very disheartening when you start. Yeah. Because you're walking through the dark. You're trying to figure out where to go. And there's like three or four different ways you can go, but only one correct way. Mm-hmm. And you can go the wrong ways for a while. Yeah. And it's like, like before you realize I have to turn around. Yeah. And one of the things that they added in, in terms of gameplay is a crafting system. Yeah. So you have to craft like lock picks. You have to craft traps and bombs and and grenades and things like that so that you can like actually get through the mission. Yeah, cuz if you you can't complete the mission without crafting something. Right. Like you, you have, have to. to. You have to. And usually when you craft one thing, it led to something else needing to be crafted so that yep. way like like the the pry tool. Yep, the pry Not tool. only did it open doors, it opened like crates. It opened like crates and stuff that had stuff in it that you could then use to kill the people you yep. were trying to stealth around. And so Yeah. And the first the first to do it. The first objective of the mission, like you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where to go. You hit the like checkpoint button, uh select on mm-hmm. controller to to figure out where you're supposed to go. And it comes up with a thing that just says survive. Yeah. It doesn't tell it you It doesn't tell you what to do. It doesn't tell you where to go. It doesn't tell you anything. And you have no gun. And you have no gun, you have nothing, and you're literally like, can I fight these people if I like sneak up on them? So like, you try that. There's and no takedown mechanic. You, you punch them a couple times and they shoot you in your forehead. Yep. So like, all of these things coming together to then be very rewarding in mm-hmm. one aspect. There, there was something that I found on the map that Ryan did not get to experience. Yeah, which, which is why I think I hate I think gave me an advantage and like oh very much gave, so. gave me something that would in turn allow me to enjoy it more than ryan did and in one of the houses that i had walked through i found a room that i could like pry open with a, a pry tool and inside was like this office i found that same room <laughs> i just didn't have what you had yeah so there was a there was a safe in there and on yeah. like in the there's a couple of different points in in a couple of different missions we found these safes and we were like how the heck do we open them? Yep. And for me, I looked at the looked around the room because I was just like I don't know. I need something and like if this mm-hmm. safe gives me something that's gonna help me through this mission, I need it because I'm not gonna make it through without it. So I I looked around the mi- the room for probably four or five minutes just thinking and I looked up and there was a calendar. And like, I won't give you the, the answer to the, to the safe, but 
the calendar gave me enough information to then like solve what the the combination of the safe would be. And when I opened the safe, I got a silenced deagle, which is ridiculous, which is insane like it's because it's not silenced. First of all, yeah. if you shoot a deagle that's silenced, you're gonna hear it. But like, I found that in the mission, like in the middle of the mission. Yeah, and I didn't have a gun till probably three quarters of the way through the mission. Yeah, if not, if not further. And you found a gun like right before one of like the biggest times you needed it. Yep. Which was if right you, around the knife time. Yeah. Yep. Which is. Yep. <laughs> I'm freaking running around the darn boutique yeah, right there. It's mind blowing. I couldn't get out. It's mind blowing to think that I had a gun for so long in that mission and Ryan didn't even have a knife yet. Yeah, I didn't even have a knife. It might have been further on, honestly. But. Like it might have been just past that point where you got the knife. But I like couldn't, still. I couldn't do anything. That's yeah. all, I, that's all yeah. I knew. He felt, I, I would, I would venture to say that the feeling of helplessness started to set in after 30 minutes of playing the mission. I almost reset the mission. Like I, I almost like restarted it. Cause I'm yeah. like, did I go the wrong way? Did I'm I just like, something? it's like the game glitched and I'm trapped right right now. Um, Cause but, at one point there was literally one way to get out of an area yep. and you had to kill three different dudes Yep, who are all standing next to each other. Right outside the boutique. Yep. Yeah. And I, and they, they had routes they would run. Yeah. And as soon as you would kill somebody, they'd be, they'd do a comp check. Yep, comp check, and then all of a sudden they're comp on check. your tail before and you. There's can somebody, go somebody right next to you, and you're like, yep. "What am I supposed to do here?" And it's just, it felt so rewarding after I finished it. Oh, I, I loved being done with it. <laughs> um, I also. I think part of the mission of, of alone that I really disliked was how it started as yeah. well. Yeah. Like we're it's, talking about an enemy from the MW2 game, yep. which I'll leave the Nameless. viewers to figure out who that is. Yep. But the enemy, the group of enemies that yep. you are in MW2 fighting against are the reason why Soap and Ghost are now alone. running around the city alone. Yeah. And I have to find a freaking gun. So that way I can get to Ghost. Yeah. And, and a lot uh, of, it, it was crazy too because we had just worked with that group of individuals to take who we thought was the bad guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it it's was like a se- it was like celebratory, like we're we're heading back to base. Like we're yep. like there's no way this game is over right now. Yep. And because I remember I was like, dude, that was way too easy. There's no way that 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 this is like where mm-hmm. we're ending this right now. Yep. Yep. And Ryan looks at me. He goes, "Just wait." And I, I was like, "What do you mean, just wait?" Because he was like thirty minutes ahead of me. Yeah. This whole playthrough. And I was like, "What do you mean, just wait?" He's just, "Just wait." <laughs> yeah. Just, just wait. It's just enough wait. to make you want to quit the game. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever been so emotionally invested. Oh yeah. In a storyline. Oh yeah. Like at that point, I was like, I was tempted to shut the game off and like yeah. call. Shepherd myself. Yeah. And be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how close I was to... Yeah, no, I agree. But that is by far your favorite, my least favorite. I wouldn't say it's my actual favorite. Like, in terms of gameplay mechanics, it's my favorite. Yeah. My favorite mission is when we infiltrate um, the, uh, the cartel guys, mm-hmm. like Diego's house. 
Oh, that was pretty fun. With I love that mission. I did too. Actually, I think I loved that because I got to use a throwing knife. Yeah, dude. Like I loved just people in tuxedos. Yeah. And I'm chucking throwing knives. You're at literally at like this this cartel member's house looking for the leader of the cartel. Yeah, the whoever the the leader of the cartel was. Elsa Nombre. Elsa Nombre. Yeah. The nameless. Yep. Or, or whatever it is in Spanish. Um, but it was crazy. Because it starts out and you're like in an interrogation. You have to say all the right things. And if you don't, if you don't, you get shot. <laughs> it's like, and oh, you die, you, have to restart. you die. You have to restart the conversation. And like, you literally just walk in to that place yep. because you, you need to figure out who this Elsa Nombre is. Mm-hmm. So then as you go through the mission, it's like they give you more and more freedom because of the truth that you tell. Yeah. So they start to trust you and then they... One of your one of your people that you're working with is actually like infiltrated, and they're like one of the bodyguards, and like they give you freedom as you go, yep. and then you have to figure out your way through the mission to get to the penthouse to then figure out who Elsa Nombre is, mm-hmm. and then capture Elsa Nombre. Yeah, and this is the mission right before Alone. Yeah, literally right before it. Yep. So I had so much fun. You're literally living your best life in of Call of Duty. Yep. Doing all the stealth, doing like behind the scenes stuff, throwing knives, trying to figure out where to go, like stealthing your way through a little bit. Using climbing mechanics and all that. Yeah, using climbing mechanics, trying to get to the roof if you can. There's like two or three different ways you could go to get to the same place. Yeah. And it's like really cool to actually think about and like look for all of those different ways. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going with the the way of least resistance because <laughs> yeah I did too I think you don't have a gun you don't have anything you can pick up bottles to throw to mm-hmm. get guards to move you can throwing knife people you know typical stealth quote, yeah once you got to quote, the quote, kitchen unquote, you stealth. found some throwing knives yeah um and it's all within one house I mean like I would make it like a mansion house like, yeah we're it's, not, we're not it's, talking it's about big. like a four bed two bed it's, house it's like Tony Stark's mansion. Yeah. Except a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, for those of you who've seen Marvel, like Google Mansion in the 2022, and it's probably more like a LeBron James bath. Yeah. Type mansion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then it's, it's so rewarding in the fact that you actually get to capture Elsa Nombre. There are so many Call of Duty missions where yeah. it's like, we just missed them. Yeah, we were so we close. We were so close. We were like, one grenade away. We, oh, dude, they just slipped out and they hopped in a helicopter and now yeah. they're gone. And we have no clue where they are. This time it's like, it's the opposite. oh, we actually get this person and they're actually in an interrogation right now. Yep. Like their helicopter gets blown up Yeah. before they can even get to it. And we're like, if like, this could happen in every other you're like, game, you're we like, would dude, have to take what? so long. What is happening right now? So it's it's super cool in the fact that like you get to the satisfaction of figuring out who Elsa Nombre is, mm-hmm. the one person in the cartel who nobody knows who it is. Yep. And then from there, capturing them and interrogating them. Yeah. And the interrogation process is in a cutscene. Yep. And it still feels rewarding. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was there. I felt like I was there. I was like, oh my gosh. That's right awesome. Now. It was so cool. But. And then after that, you're going to celebrate and you're like, dude, this is fantastic. We figured it out. We have all the information we need. Boom. No, you don't. Yep. You know nothing. 
the next the cutscene after that. You know nothing. You know nothing. And all of a sudden, the game just flipped. The enemy game changes. Flips. Enemy changes. The, Literally, the name of the person turns red. Yep. In the middle of the cutscene. You're like, bro, what? Yep. All the enemy. <sighs> you were chasing Elsa Nombre for, what, a good nine missions? You're chasing, missions? yeah. Hassan is using the cartel to move missiles from... Middle East to United States. Yep. And at one point, you're running from Mexico over the border into the U.S. Yep. You're running through. Is it Uzbekistan? Uh, It's Amsterdam. And then Amsterdam. Well, they came from Uzbekistan to Amsterdam. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're running through different places. You're you're in crowded city environments. You're Mm -hmm. trying to find information on where these missiles are, basically. Yep. And then you find El Nombre, and they give you the locations. Yep. So then it feels super satisfying when you then go destroy that location. Yeah, I knew the location before the end of the game, and it wasn't a cutscene when they destroyed it. There's a mission between the infiltration, because then it goes to the oil rig. Yep. And then to Olong. Yep. So, cor- correction. There is there is a mission in between those. So yes. you you are all hyped up because you're like, yes, we know information. And I just came off this awesome Call of Duty mission. Yep. And now I'm heading to another awesome Call of Duty mission. Yep. So you're works. running Oil you're right. running a high at this point. And you're like, dude, this is amazing. This story is fantastic. I will never get enough of this. And then it slams you back down to earth. Yeah, it hits you with the alone mission where you have no gun, nothing to even kill people with. You try to punch people, they just pull you by the arm and stab you or shoot you. Yep. And you just want to quit the game after that because you die so many times. And in the cutscene before alone, one of your members of your team is captured. Yes. And so you... I don't know how far we should go in the story. Yeah, let's let's not not ruin everything. Right. I mean, we're going to... We're going to have some big-time spoiler stuff at yeah. the end that'll yeah. really be like, if you're an OG from Modern Warfare 2, it will make so it much will, sense to It you. will make sense to you, like where this campaign fits in the timeline yeah. of what's going on. But so, moving on from missions, so good. Uh, let's talk about some guns. Okay, yeah. I know guns. you used a lot more guns than I did. I used 27 total guns, and I wrote down every single one that I used. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> oh, I, didn't even think, <laughs> I didn't even think to do that. Uh, so if you give your impressions, I can go, then go off of that. The, my favorite, I think my favorite, and it'll probably be a multiplayer favorite of mine as well, is the Kel 46. I think I remember Otherwise known that. as the MP7. Yeah. It was pretty good. I love the MP7. The fire rate on some of these guns are 19. insane. And I loved it in this game, and I loved it silenced. I loved it with a red dot. I yeah. love the kick. I like... It was just a beautiful gun to me. I will but, say, one of the things that they did with the weapons is the operators who came in on, like, Task Force 141 yep. had kitted out weapons. Yep. Fully kitted. Very minimal recoil. Felt yep. super beefy. Yep. Hit super hard. And then you pick up a gun from a cartel member. It's a blank old AK. And it's just basically a blank slate. Yep. And the gun has super strange kick, and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to use this. And, like, there's a learning curve 
and it may it almost makes you want to just use the weapons that you have mm-hmm. as long as you can. Yeah. Yep. I wish part of me wanted to take some of these guns to the next mission. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But also in the in the realm of submachine guns that were silenced and had good ammo capacity. Yeah. The PDSW. Yeah. Otherwise known as the P90. Yeah, the P90 was. It was your secondary in the mission where you were running from the uh, cartel hired militants in the yep. mountains. Yep. That was visually stunning. Yeah, which I think at that point you were chasing Hassan. Yes, you were. You were and chasing that, Hassan. And that led into the mission where the AC 130 comes in. Exactly. Yes. But the PDSW and the Cal 46 are easily probably going to be my go-to right off the bat. Yeah, they're definitely going to be your go-to. They're the ammo capacity, the speed, the lightweight ability, the ability to run fast, all great. And Ryan is definitely a sub guy. Oh, I'm very much a sub guy. I love submachine guns. I use them in multiplayer. I use them in ranked, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm very much not a sub guy, and I still enjoy using those weapons. So They felt very good at range. Jumping into your neck of the woods. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more subs that I use, don't get me wrong, but I'm just really going off of some of my favorites because I don't want to be here right, all day. Right. The TAG-56, TAG or the TAC-56, yeah, sorry. TAC-56. Otherwise known as the SCAR. Yeah. It was a heavy hitter, my guy. It was beefy. It is a Let beefy me tell you gun. What. And I think the way that receivers are going to work, we're going to get the 7.62 variant. Yep. And we're going to get the 5.56 variant. Yeah. And potentially maybe mil. even the 300 blackout. It might. Variant. But it could also be a 9 mil potentially. Do they make a, a 9 mil SCAR variant? I don't know if they do. I don't think Heckler and Koch makes one. But the way that it works. You might be able to set it up like that. You might be able to set it up like that. But that is a great AR. I loved it. Yeah, it was super fun to use. There's two other ones that I want to talk about. The very obvious one. M4. Is the kitted out M4. Oh, for like sure. With M203 grenade launcher yep. or the master key attachment, all of it yep. was freaking crispy. It felt so good. It was and smooth. Even if you turned it from fully auto to semi auto. Loved it. A lot of it was just like tap, 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 yep. and you're you're good. And yep. it, it was it felt very much so like a real life situation into yep. where if you wanted to go fully auto, you could. Yep. But there are certain times where it felt like it needed to be single burst, yeah. single fire. Yep. Yep. Especially when you're, well, we'll talk about those guys in a minute. Yeah. But, so after the M4, the other gun that I want to talk about in terms of AR, which we got to see a glimpse of in the beta. Yeah. Is the FTAC battle rifle. Yeah. In the mission where you are in the hotel, I believe, at the end in is Chicago. It, the office building. Or the office building, maybe. Yeah. But you have a silenced FTAC. Beautiful. And as fast as you can pull the trigger, it goes. Is as fast as the bullet would come uh, out of those, that gun. Those bullets go downrange quick. Bro. <laughs> Ten round mag went quick. It does, dude. Ten round mags go so quick with this gun. But what I loved about it was even though it was what I felt or what I would assume to be a seven six two round just because of the firepower on that bad boy. There was almost next to nothing recoil. Yeah, it was beautiful. So I was lasering some of these other guys that we're about to talk about in a minute. Yep. Pretty darn quickly, and I think that's why I really like the FTAC. Yes, I agree. One of my favorite weapons to use was the EBR. 
I was about to say, let's go to battle rifles Dude. or marksman rifles next. Because oh. there are there are two of them in that sniper rifle slash battle rifle area. Yep. And one of them is the EBR. So good. And you get to use the EBR. What it's your secondary. Is it your secondary? It's your secondary in, uh, at whenever you're with Price. Yeah. In the all gillied up mission. Yes, exactly. So imagine that being your secondary. Imagine MW2, <laughs> Wasteland, yep. M14 EBR trying to get a nuke. That's the EBR we're talking about. It's beautiful. Silenced, scoped, muzzle throw a heartbeat sensor on the side of it, and just start sitting because yeah. it was freaking awesome. It felt so good. The other one is not so much a battle rifle or a marksman, but a, a sniper that yep. you really get to interact with a lot, Yep. and that's the Victus XMR. Yep. Pretty much, if you want to ask my opinion on it, it's the MSR from... It felt very much um, so like the MSR. Uh, what the was the MSR from? MW3. MW3. Yeah, the MSR from MW3 is what it felt like. I loved it. It it felt so good and very rewarding because it was a one-shot. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere. Now, this is the campaign that we're talking yeah, about. It, it so is it was designed to be one-shot. But we also saw two different thermal scopes on it. Oh, One dude. was more of a... Black and white grayscale that we're, yep. that we're used to in COD. But the other one's more of almost like a holographic one where it, it gives was, you an orange heat it sink was, outline. Yeah, it was more of a heat signature where it showed more the orange. Like if they had full tack gear on, you would see his neck, his hands, yep. and maybe his head. And his whole body would be outlined in orange. It, yeah, his whole, whole, bo- whole body would be outlined, but like you wouldn't see... Just huge heat signature. Yeah. It wasn't um, Black Ops 2 thermal. Right. Which was all heat signature based, right? With that, that orange and right. the, the, the purple, purple and the and yellow purple and all that. Yeah. This was like it, it pretty looked realistic. Like almost night vision, except yeah. with a little bit of heat signature added. Do you there. remember the MMR site from, I think it was Black Ops 2, that you could see through the walls? Yeah. Yep. It kind of reminds me of that. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Just with color. I would agree, I would agree with and that. And not black and white. Right. But has that same silhouetted outline yep. and all that, that good stuff. But yes, Victus XMR, really loved it. Pistols. Pistols, This baby. is easy for me. I, Ryan, I love Ryan basic. Loves I'm white, a basic white, white girl <laughs> he just, when it comes to pistols. <laughs> trigger finger goes crazy. And so the X12 and the X13 variant, one's automatic, one is single shot. Both are fantastic. Both are fantastic. It's the same exact gun. Yeah. One's just full auto. It brought me back <laughs> to a Kimbo G18 oh, yeah. on Rust. Straight up, In dude. Modern Warfare 2. Yep. And I loved it. I probably will run that gun to the end of time. I might run the P890 pistol because that was another great pistol that was yeah. in the game that you got right in the beginning. But, dude, the X13 auto yeah. is probably going to be my go-to of choice unless they ban it on ranked and then I'll fix something else. <laughs> But the X13 was yeah. super easy to handle. It feels like a uh, slightly smaller version of a sub. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. That's that's what. And it, I, it doesn't like. have as much kick as the G18. Right. And so I'm like, I loved it. Yeah. So it there's no great. other reason for me to talk about any other pistols <laughs> because those are the only two pistols that actually matter in the game. You cannot yeah. tell me otherwise. Yeah. And th- even if you like, oh, I love the Deagle. Oh, whatever. You will get out out kitted every single time. Oh, 100 percent. 120%. Unless you hit a headshot with a deagle, you're dying. Yep. So you have to be a sniper with a deagle. Yep. And be super accurate. But 
Um, to talk about guns and close it out, popular guns that you're going to see in this game. M1. At least in the campaign. M4. M4. The Fennec. Fennec, yeah. 45. EBR. The Bison. Bison, yeah. Uh, the M249. Bravo. Yep. Uh, the AK. AK-74U. Yep. All guns that you're going to see. They might be of the called something else. Yep, they're, they're definitely called something else. I know they're called something else. Right, but um, those are the, the same core weapon. You're going to see a variant of the G3 in like... Yeah. What I would call light machine gun mode. Has a yeah. belt-fed yep. chain and stuff like that. It's crazy. But all modern weaponry that you're going to see... Um, you're going to see the war machine. Lots of shotties. Double barrel shotguns. Double barrel and the Spaz Twelve is back with a different name and a different body style, but it's about the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. Um, The RPK, (laughs) riot shield, riot bro, with a pistol. I'm I'm curious to see how multiplayer handles the riot shield pistol scenario. I hope it doesn't, because that would be annoying. I might get annoyed really fast. Yeah, hundred percent. The X13 auto X13 auto with the riot shield would be insane. Sliding around corners. Yeah. I'm going to be, oh, it'll be so or dirty. Or a bunny hop around a corny yep. corner. <laughs> yep. Or Get sit you. on a bomb. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, no thank So you. we'll have to I'm see good. how the riot shield plays out. I didn't use the riot shield all that often in the game. I didn't even pick it up. But I picked it up to beat somebody <laughs> down, but that's about you. it. So campaign's great. The guns are great. However, here's what I like what Call of Duty did this year. And it's also a, a hate of mine because it doesn't usually work how it usually works. Yep. And that bothered me because I had to learn something new, which yeah. I think was the whole problem. I had to learn something new. <laughs> yeah. There's these guys in the campaign <laughs> that are NPCs. Yep. And it doesn't matter if you're using an M249 Bravo. Nope. A Victus XMR sniper. Right. Or the FTAC or a pistol. They yeah. have this thing that Warzone has called plates. Yeah, body and armor. armor body armor and if it's not even just body armor it is like body armor on steroids it's like an eod outfit yeah like full it, like picture somebody from rainbow six yep that's what they look like yep exactly it is absolutely just, atrocious i cannot tell you tell you how many times i would be laying into somebody and they one of those guys would run at me yep and kill me before I could even break their armor. And reload? Yeah. Yep. I'm like, what? You got to be kidding me. You threw a grenade? Full armor still. Yeah, didn't matter. You had to hit headshots, and it would still take a good clip. Yep. Like, you had to be so smart when facing these guys. Yep. And so, for me, I would not have died so many times if it wasn't for them. Oh, I agree. I and mean, the armor was just so OP, and I hate to see if it's even better in veteran. Yeah. Because it's going to require some headshots and maybe even an aimbot. I'm going to cry. But I'll probably, like... I will cry. Yeah. A a part of me will die inside if I have to to fight them for too much longer. Yeah. It felt (laughs) felt almost like a juggernaut from some of the MW2 Spec Ops things. From Survival. Yeah, from Survival. Every five rounds, you got to jug. Every five rounds, you got to jug. And they just literally eat your bullets. They eat them. Especially breakfast. in the prison mission where you're yeah. invading the prison. There's so many of them. They, they come out of every corner in all different ways, and they are accurate. Oh, they're so accurate. It's like if you took SEAL Team 6 yep. and gave them full body armor. Yeah, put them all on EOD kits and gave them 99 speed. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. it was atrocious. Yep. But 
that's probably one of the biggest gripes yeah. I have. And it's probably just because it's personal because I had to learn something new. I had to slow down my gameplay. Yeah. Was that I couldn't just run at every enemy and just <laughs> pop them in the head and be like, oh, great, I can move on. Right. As I an, had to actually As an guys. AR player, somebody who uses an AR a lot, I s- tend to sit back slower in engagements like that. Like, I don't know if you've noticed in our ranked play. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I'll have less deaths than everybody else. Yep. Just because I'm not in the action all the time. Yeah, exactly. So in this campaign, it felt almost like an artificial difficulty because it wasn't like, oh, I don't know where to go. Oh, I don't. This this level is just really hard. It was, I know exactly where these enemies are. I just can't kill them. Exactly. Or I can't get there. Or there's too many. Or I don't have the right gun. My teammates aren't helping. Yeah, okay, that's another thing. How are the NPCs, these, like, super soldier sniper rifle geniuses? Yeah, and And they're just low-level members of some mercenary organization. And I have people like Ghost and Alejandro, and they can't kill anybody to save their freaking lives. Yep, and then Captain Price comes in and kills everybody. With one-taps. Yep. I'm like, what is going on here? (laughs) I'm so confused. So, yeah, those body armor guys, if you haven't played the campaign yet... Get ready. Get ready, because they will kill you. And you will need to use grenades and stun grenades so that way you can try to get a little bit of a jump on them. Yep. Um, go for headshots. It'll greatly increase your chance of actually getting kills. Yep. Um, but those guys, no matter what weapon you use, are big. There, there was at times I would put a full 30-round clip into somebody and get a kill on the last bullet. Facts. The last bullet. Facts. So... Before we jump into the spoiler that that I want to talk about before we, yeah, before we before close we, the before we drop a bomb on you guys before the, we close the here. show out, um, one thing that I really disliked about the campaign, and I don't know if this was to keep people guessing, or to keep people to continue to play, or to make the campaign last longer than they wanted it than like they thought the common person would get it to happen, was this. The lack of direction. Yeah. The, it definitely did not hold your hand. They did not. They did not tell you where you needed to go all the time. No. They did not tell you what you needed all the time. Nope. They didn't tell you every single objective. No. You just, just had just to like, listen to the dialogue. Go for it. <laughs> and you had to do it. Yeah. And and a lot of the older Call of Duties specifically, they would be a marker. They hold your hand hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm okay to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, just tell me big picture what's going on. But for, like, you actually have to listen in the dialogue, and it's, like, almost like they're talking to you on comms yep. as you're going through the mission. So your mind is literally, like, I'm in the middle of war. I'm engaged right now. While I'm trying to understand what the heck is going on on my comms. Right. It made it feel even more hectic and more yeah. realistic. And I think, I'm just being honest here. I think this is going to drive a lot of people away from the campaign. I, I would agree. The, the average person playing this game, Ryan and I are enthusiasts. Yeah, I would say we're we above We love average. Call of Duty. We're, we're above average on our game Call time. of Duty game time, our play style, our level of, like, the level that we can compete at mm-hmm. is w- well above average. Yeah. So for us it makes sense to sit and play through the campaign in eight hours. And we died how many times? 300 probably total. Something like that. So for the average person 
to then sit down and try to complete this campaign. Yeah. Sounds it's, sounds it might like it take be, all week until launch to do oh, it. Oh, dude! For some of these people. for some people, it might take all week, especially if you can only play for an hour or two at a time. Yeah, all those dads out there with fresh babies, we apologize to you. This Absolutely. one is not for you. <laughs> when you're up at freaking three o'clock in the morning, changing a diaper, hop hop on and play a mission. Yeah, because <laughs> by the time your baby's asleep, you'll be done with one mission. And that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. And then you and have then to go you about do your that day. for the next seven days. Yep. But that's probably the biggest thing that I think Call of Duty really missed out on. And I think they could have done it in some interesting ways. Like, let's, let's pretend yeah. that you picked recruit or regular mode. Yep. And then they give you the tips on those. Yeah. But if you click hardened or what is it, veteran? I think it's veteran and hardened. Yeah, veteran and hardened. Then they don't give you the tips. And I can see that. Yeah, but if I you, think if that's you're, where Call of Duty messed yeah, up a little if bit. If you're hardcore, you don't need the exact stuff. And like, I don't, I don't think that I missed those things. No, like it, it would have been nice sometimes. But like, I think that's did, why I hate alone. Yeah, you didn't because there's it. no direction. Yeah, n- alone all. straight up is just like go. And you're yep. like, uh oh. Like you said, it literally <laughs> says the checkpoint literally survive. says survive. Yeah, and there's nine different alleyways to go down. Four different alleys off of each alleyway yeah, and, and nine and, different buildings to search at the same and time. And all of them have an enemy sitting somewhere. Yep. On the road, in the corner, in the building, on a roof, on yeah. a balcony, something like that. Absolutely. But one yeah. one thing I do want to mention that I loved about the game mm-hmm. was the technology. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the technology. Bro, right. you are exactly right. Dude. The thermals. In the all gillied up mission. Yeah. At one point. Captain Price has you go and like actually go into the buildings yep. where you were just like killing the guards outside mm-hmm. because you have to check those buildings for missiles. Yeah. And one of the things he has you do is go into your backpack, which that was a whole <laughs> different mechanic that <laughs> Ryan was mad at a couple times. Yeah. Because <laughs> instead of having his heartbeat sensor out, he would have a grenade. So he would throw a random grenade and get seen and then die. On accident. Yep. Yeah. But the best thing about that mission or one of the better things other than the sniping and like things like that. Yep. The heartbeat sensor was one of the most beautiful heartbeat sensors <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. If that heartbeat sensor is the same exact thing in multiplayer, search and destroy is going to be broken. It's going to be so broken and it's going to be banned from ranked immediately. Oh, 120. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> We had an MW2 heartbeat sensor, and we all know what that looked like. Just little yeah. faded red dots. Faded red dots. It this was fuzzy. Like it a, told you, like, maybe, yeah. maybe a direction. Yeah. Maybe, like, 20 meters away. Yep. This one, you could point it wherever you wanted, and it would line up literally, like, an, almost like an arrow yep. pointing straight at them. Yep. It was like, here they are. Yep. And all you had to do is walk other five. What I think it was like three, five, ten, twenty, and forty Something meter like that. increments. Yeah, and the dot was precision. Yeah, it was just like right you didn't there. have to like guess. No, but like if you saw a building, and yep. that's the general direction of your dots, probably where they're at. Yep, hundred percent. But the technology was great. The sights. Oh, the technology on the sights. Every single red dot sight in this game looks visually great. Looks visually great. Didn't obstruct what I was looking at. Yep. Every single one of them I could see myself using in multiplayer. Yeah. Maybe not ranked, but not ranked. But in no. multiplayer. But in for multiplayer, sure. I could definitely use it. The hybrid thermal 
with the holographic, dude. I'm. That was. That was <laughs> that's was, gonna be an M4, nice. like. Yeah. If meta, maybe. For, yeah, for whatever reason, if you're ever running an M4 and you're looking down a long, long sight line, and then you have to come up close and get in a gunfight, hybrid sight all day. Oh, you just flip it. Beautiful. And then the other hybrid that they brought back in terms of technology was the one where it has like the red dot on top of the scope. Yep. And so you just write, you know, you yep. just click between the two. So yep. you could be at a two times and then go back to a one times. Yeah. And it's just. It's beautiful. Freaking beautiful. But coming down to the end of the show today, yeah. everybody, thanks for joining in. But before we go, we do want to drop some big, 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 big spoiler stuff. This um, is at the absolute end of the campaign. The very so end. If you have not played to this point, pause the podcast. Either pause the podcast or just can turn it off completely. Yep. Because I don't want you to know this unless you have seen it. Yep. Exactly. So before before I jump into the the spoiler, I'm gonna give a little bit of backstory. Absolutely. Go before ahead. Before the spoiler starts. People like Ryan and I, who have played Call of Duty for a really long time. Yes. Understand the, the basic story arc. Correct. And there are things that are so obvious to Ryan and I uh-huh. that would not be obvious to people who hopped into Call of Duty yes. two, three, four years ago. Exactly. So that's where this background is coming from. So there's this other game that is also called the same thing, just has a different logo, called Modern Warfare 2. Yes. All right. Came out. And this year? is the game where. We have some issues with some people called Shadow Company. Yes. Some people called the Russians. Yep. And some other people like that that I'll mention here in a minute. Yep. But you're having problems with them, and one of those missions is, I would say, birthed out of the end of this campaign. Yep. All right? And it starts like, it starts like this. Task Force 141 yep. and Kate Laswell are in a bar. After the final mission, you have done what you've succeeded to do. I won't spoil the end of the game, but you've done what you needed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And all of a sudden, there's a picture that you can't see. You just see the back of what I would assume is a Polaroid. Yep. And, Kat, and Laswell, Kate Laswell, hands it to Price and says, we don't know who this is. Right. And Price is looking at it. He passes it to Gaz yep. and Ghost, right? And so, yeah, and so, and then he gets it back and he goes, this isn't new. No, we know who this guy is. He's we know who this bars. guy is. Yes. Oh. And he says the word Makarov. Yeah. So and for those of you who know who that is, this is, this is know where exactly what's going on. Right Modern now. Warfare 2 the original, what is it, 09 or whatever when it came yeah, out? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Makarov is one of the big enemies in that game. Yes. And he, so, he is in charge of the Russian. Yes, he's in charge of the Russian forces. Yes. And so with that, the credits come up. You yep. get to the end of the credits, then there's a cutscene. Yep. And it's called Mealtime, I believe. Mm. The cutscene's called Mealtime? No, that's the one that you were talking about. That's the one I was just talking about. What's the cutscene? It's it's the one where they're on the plane, so it's yeah. the what's what's on what's the food on a plane? I forget. I forget too. But anyway. It's the last it's very the last very one. last cutscene that, that you can and if you can't find this cutscene, 
you can go back to the main menu yes. and get into the cinematics and then yep. find this again if you if you, if don't you find miss it. it. Yeah. But there's there's still ways to find it. What you see is a guy sitting in a plane seat. And he's just sitting there. Pulling he, things out of his coat. Well, the first the flight attendant goes, Do you want salad or Yes. Whatever. He goes, Salad. And you're just like, Okay, whatever. Yeah. So he has a beer on his on his table. Mm-hmm. On his little lap table, uh, he unstraps his seatbelt. Yep. Pulls a pin out of the seatbelt. You're like, that's weird. Yep. So he puts that down. Pulls something out of his coat jacket. I think it's the barrel. It might be the barrel. The hand. It might be the barrel. And you're just like, okay, what is going on here? So then he pulls something off of his necklace, and it's the Which trigger. The, it's the trigger or the hammer? It's one of the It's two. one of those for a handgun. Yeah. And you see all of these different pieces being getting laid out on together. the tray in front of him. And he pulls like a 3D printed. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Oh, 100%. It's 3D printed, like the actual slide, for a slide of a handgun. And he puts all these things together mm-hmm. and he opens the salad and there's a clip. Yep. A magazine full of bullets. Full of bullets. And you're like, what is happening? So he this pulls guy out just one of these old Nokia phones. And on it, it says, good to go. And he goes, Let, ready. let's, we're ready or something. Yeah. And it, the next text that comes up literally gave me chills. Oh, 100% gave me chills. Ryan had told me I needed to watch this cutscene because he had finished it before I did. Yeah. And he was like, you need to understand what's going on. Yes. Because if you don't, you're not a true Call of Duty fan. If you watch this last cinematic... And you have never played through the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. You have to go you play it first. Have to. The, the most controversial mission yeah. in that video game. Not only in the game, but like the world was like, whoa, I don't know if this is something we like, should be letting people do. They censored it in other countries. Yeah. Like you can't play this mission in Russia. Russia and the Middle East. Yeah, like you, you cannot can't. play this mission for Nintendo. They they talked to the developers of the game and said you have to take this out. Yeah. And, and if you don't, we're not going to release it. Exactly. So what comes up on this cell phone, this old Nokia, oh. is a text. <laughs> all right. Ah. Oh. That says Two no Russian. No Russian. And then he puts the cell phone into the into beer. the beer. And that's it. Zooms in on the the text with a beer, yeah, Bubbling perspective on it around it, yeah. And that's what you see. And then the phone goes dark, and the phone goes black. So, if you played Modern Warfare Two, you know, yep, that this is the mission where the world said, "I don't think we should allow people to play this," because what you do is you get off of an elevator, you get off of an elevator in and a busy you airport, just most civilians down with an M249 Bravo. Yep. People are just getting slaughtered. And it's three Russian operatives and a fourth man who you are. Yep. And you're an American. And you are, you are a Russian. You are supposed to be Russian and you're a spy. Yep. Is basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that mission, because Makarov is there with you. Yep. He turns around. You're getting into an ambulance to leave the location. And he turns around and shoots you. Yep. And he says they will blame it on the Americans. Yep. Yeah. 
So this whole game is we, the timeline right before No Russian in Modern Warfare 2. Yes. Which for me is all sorts of nostalgia. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. And sentimental attachment. Yeah. Like, there's no words for it, but my, my eyes are big and my yep. jaw dropped. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is where No Russian, like, this is how they this got to the point of No Russian. No Russian. And so, let me tell you guys, if you haven't played the campaign yet, make sure you play, play Modern Warfare 2 campaign. The freaking campaign. But No Russian is really good. Yes. Um, you get to see a lot of dynamic characters in the game. You get to see some returns of others like Farah. Um, there. Nikolai. Nikolai. All these people are in. Yeah. But I There's highly, also introductions highly, highly. of new characters and like yes, there different stories. Spanish special and, forces and Mexican special forces and all that yes. that you will see. But without literally telling you the whole campaign, I think we've shared enough. Yes. We've shared some guns. Dive into it for yourself. We've shared some people. Absolutely. Some spoilers. I think what we're waiting for now. Is next week. Next week is the launch. Is the launch of Call of Duty. And, and we will be diving into multiplayer. Yes. Probably hot off the press. Oh, hot off the press. Because for Ryan and I, it's going to be the next two years of our lives. Yep. The, the ranked play, everything. We're going to be competing at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, this is the next big thing coming up in our lives. <laughs> yep. So looking forward to the next couple podcasts, we are probably going to take a look at specific weapons, things that we've like next podcast will probably be first impressions. Mm -hmm. This is what we think about the multiplayer. These are the maps that we like. These are the things that we are enjoying. Movement, guns, movement, guns, camos, Yep. progression, the grind, the grind, (laughs) all that stuff. But we are also going to tell you the things that we don't enjoy and the things that we wish were different Mm -hmm. and then keep you guys up to date on information as it comes out in terms of patches and things like that as we move forward into yeah. the life cycle of the game. Being a two-year game, it's going to be a lot different. It also makes me think that there will be a campaign too. That's a very great dropped second, assumption. Second I would half of not be shocked yeah. year, by any means. Year two campaign. I, I would love that if it I started it. at No Russian. Like, you have to continue. play through No Russian again, and then you go after that? Dude. But we already know what happened to Makarov in Modern Warfare 2. I know. So you get to play the Modern Warfare 2 campaign also, again? But listen, we also already knew what happened in the Modern Warfare 2 campaign before yeah. this with Shepard and everything. You're right. And look what they did with that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We already knew Shepard was less than good. Yeah. Just because he... He pops two of our main friends back in the old days. Right. And then... But, like, they gave backstory and context. And now I understand why he did what he did. Yeah. You know what? So if we got a campaign that came from the side of Makarov and, like, actually had us understand that side of things, yeah, that would be really interesting. That's a... That's a different angle. It's not what I was thinking, but that would be interesting. Yeah. I was thinking, now we get to watch Captain Price. Oh, dude. Hunt down. Oh. 
Shepard. Dude, that'd be crazy. Like, we might get a second year campaign oh, where dude. we might hunt down Shepard, and that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I would love it. But another day will be the day we figure out what campaign two potentially looks like, what all it looks like. But for now, yeah. uh, enjoy launch night. Enjoy your weekend. Um, we will enjoy not. Your, and enjoy your week leading up to launch night. Yeah, we will not be with you until after launch. Right. So, um, I mean, if you know us personally or if you have your own feedback of the game, we would love to to hear it yeah. from, from launch weekend. Um, obviously, if you don't anticipate some crashing, something's not working, right? some broken mechanic or broken guns, well, then you haven't played Call of Duty before. Yeah. But we look forward to listening to you again uh, from, from your point of view, um, from the people that are actually casually playing the game, I guess a little bit less. Than yeah. We would love to hear more feedback on how a casual person plays this game. Yeah. Cause that's not me dog. That is also not me. I do not play casually. No. Um, there, I've spent way too many nights screaming into my, <laughs> screaming into my mic. Why are you there? Yeah. Do something. Teammate. What are you doing? That's a, frequent. Okay. That, that still happens to me. Yeah. But yeah. So we uh, enjoy the podcast today. We will be dropping this on the, what I believe is the 24th of October. So you are listening on the first day would be October 24th, but we would love to hear from you. Love to talk more Call of Duty. Maybe we'll even get a guest on here sometimes. Yeah. Sometime soon. Talk about Call of Duty maybe. Yeah. See what what their perspective is. See what their perspective is. But until then, we will talk to you next time. This is the pregame lobby with Ryan and Wade. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, guys.